Welcome, 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 welcome back to another episode of Red Lake Talk. And we're bringing you the first episode from the Great American Outdoor Show. And it's already pre-recorded, so I'm just running the intro for it. And uh, we got to sit down with Mr. Steve Hoover of Duckwater Boats, which was pretty awesome to get to talk with him. Uh, he came over and joined us in the KES booth, and we um, just chit-chatted with him for a little while. So that episode is about to roll right now. So make sure you listen. Make sure you follow Duckwater Boats, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Buy a boat from them if you want something that's built like a tank. And we'll catch you on the other side. Peace. Yeah. I feel, I feel ashamed now. I feel like you think I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. Can here. You bought a Sea Ark boat. <laughs> I like him. Of course you do. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Keep busting keep bust his chops. That's awesome. <laughs> I will. Don't worry. <laughs> it's only Connor. <laughs> really? Is Connor going to sell something? Look at him. I mean, if he sells a boat, you need to kick him out of this booth all day long. Or maybe <laughs> kick him out of that and he'll come back and sell something. Uh, all right. Oh, he's up. He's talking. Oh. Oh, wait, no, he's crawling out. He's crawling out. Oh, it's going to go How about Tim? Did Tim go over there? Oh, he's right there. Tim, Tim bailed. No, he's on the cram poo-ball seat. That's it. <laughs> okay, so we're sitting here in the KS booth up at uh, Great American Outdoor Show talking with, go ahead and say your name. Steve Hoover, uh, president of Duckwater Boats. Let's turn that up right there. Try that right there. All right, Steve Hoover, president of Duckwater Boats. Yeah, and um, so you've got a pretty impressive boat here today on show. Well, thank you. Um, I, I've been following you for a while on Instagram and stuff, and those things are made for literally any any river you can throw at them or lake. I, I assume you see uh, the pit boss, uh, Jeff Coates, on there <laughs> as well in the Ocean 32, huh? Yeah, like, yeah, he is a, um, yeah, he's got a very impressive boat. I'd say a lot of people have seen his out there. Um, yeah, so let's, when did you start making Duckwater Boats? Like, uh, The company is, uh, we started originally out in fiberglass, and then we moved to uh, all aluminum. And we've been in business now for 30 years. 30 years in business. Yes. <laughs> um, so you started out in fiberglass, moved to aluminum. Um, was the fiberglass boats as big as the aluminum? No, the fiberglass boats had a lot smaller cockpit. The shelving wasn't near the size of it. Uh, the cock, it, it, it just was a totally different hull design, too. It was not really a big water-style hull design. Uh, it was a lot different boat than what we got now because what we did is we went on the cutting edge with the aluminum. We, didn't, we went right to a naval engineer. We asked him to design the hulls make them the big water hauls, make them the shallow wa water hauls, and and just totally reinvent the wheel, if you will, of aluminum boats. So it's not like an aluminum John boat, you know. It's not like a Polar Craft or a Sea Ark yeah. or <laughs> any anything like that. Yeah, like I would take it and like what Excel did and like Havoc and all them did with the timber boats, you guys made the river boat. And that, I mean, if you're buying a straight river boat, I don't see how you don't go, which I'm very, I'm not a big G, I'm far from a G3 fan. Um, but man, I like those boats are, 
your boats are impressive. Like river, open water, you said like the marsh, and they float so shallow too. That's what's crazy. Yeah. Is the videos I've seen. Like what 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 is your typical like float on one of yours? It's about five inches actually fully loaded, which is amazing. <laughs> amazing. What's your what's your biggest haul? Our biggest haul is uh, the uh, world's largest duck boat, the Ocean 32. Yeah, which is the one that, yeah, pit, yeah, pit boss out. And what 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 does he usually run that thing? Like, he, how many people is he running out of that boat? Well, he has uh, his uh, big captain's license, but he uh, usually can run up to six people out of that boat very very comfortably. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Like I hate being in a boat with more than three. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you don't realize that you're so far apart. Yeah, I, <laughs> that is true. Um, man, that I d one thing I do like is the like. I think another thing y'all did was the c the collar schemes. Mm -hmm. Was the ocean the sea duck collar schemes and stuff? And that's not the only collars you have, mm -hmm. but that's a lot of what you see is your sea duck collar yeah. schemes, which is like what when most people look at your boat, they're probably thinking sea duck boat. Well, it, here's what we tell everybody: uh, we. We have various color schemes. We actually have our own paint uh, booth in house that you know you mix you mix the colors and you mix everything the cans and it looks like you're walking into a Sherwin Williams <laughs> basically. <laughs> so we can develop any color. It's an RAL number that you can actually go online and you can pull colors from. But what's unique about the gray is the fact that you could take it, you could put it out in the big water, you could put it on lakes, you could do whatever. But with our blinds, we also have the grassing loops already sewn on. So now when you take that into a, a marsh area, you can throw natural vegetation in those grassing loops, cover the gray up, but it still blends in real nice with the water. So now you have the best of both worlds, basically. Yeah, and that's where I was going to get at. Like, it's not at all, it's not an all open water boat. It is a, a marsh-style boat. Like, I mean, the only place I'd... Like, I would say that it would have trouble is like timber, which it's not made for anything around timber. It's not made for tiny creeks. Well, now that, that, but that, that, that that's boat, another, the, yeah, yeah. That's now, the big boats. Right. Now, we're getting ready to switch to your littler boats because <laughs> I don't know all of them. <laughs> well, we have what we call our mini me series now. And those were made more for that application of getting into timber. We also have our mud boat, which is made for getting more into the shallow, real shallow stuff. That the guys want to run their mud motors yeah. on. Yeah. But now, how, how long have you been running those ones? Well, we've been running the Mini Me's now for, I'd say, about four years now. Yeah. And there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, we sold a few here at the show. Uh, and then a guy just called me and he said, I'm picking up one of your Mini Me 12s. I can't wait. And I'm like, okay. So, at any rate, we, we sell. Th but the fun part is, is those Mini Me's, they have enough capabilities that they can run up in Long Island, go out in a little bit of choppy water to get to, you know, a shoreline where they can throw some brand out or do whatever they're going to do. I even have guys using the minis. Uh, they'll throw sea ducks out around them, and they'll go out and lay in the mini almost like it's a layout boat and shoot sea ducks out of it. Gosh, that and that is one thing I have no desire to go do, and it's because I think I'll be seasick throwing up over the side, because um, I've been on Lake Erie twice, and um, I didn't get seasick till like on the way in. It was weird, mm -hmm. like all like I, f I feel like we probably ran a little harder on the way in when we was done fishing. The guide was and stuff, but man, I got sick both times on the way in. So, um, 
but yeah, that's that's one thing I had noticed that you, I knew they were the newer boats, the the mud motor, the mud mini me's and stuff. Um, I haven't I haven't got to see one of those in person yet. I've got to see the other ones in person, um, and a couple of your custom builds, which I was going to ask you about some of those in a second. Um, but what about your your layout? Like you mentioned, like layout. Do you have a layout boat also? Well, Oh, absolutely. We are the original pioneers of the all-welded aluminum layout boat, and uh, accept no imitation of it. It is uh, by far the better rig out of any of them out there because of how we put our seat back and, and the comfortability that we give you with the neck pillow and a full backrest, and, and then you have your full uh, wraparound spray guard that goes on there. It's, it's a totally different layout boat today. And then we also created a new one that has like a sunfish sailboat hull, which doesn't have the traditional box, if you will. It's more like a boat hull, and big guys fit in it like it's absolutely nothing. I mean, big feet, they, they can stand straight up and down in the boat. But it can tow behind another boat at 36 mile per hour. And it is phenomenal in the big waves, too. You can literally get it out in three, four-foot waves, and that thing's just riding it like a, like a champ. But what also is unique about that little haul, because it, we tow it, we also put keels on the bottom. And <laughs> what's, what's nice is we can put a board on the back, and you could actually put a small little outboard motor, like a little two-and-a-half horse, and run it around like a little marsh boat. That. That's impressive. Yeah. That's like, I did not know you could actually do it. I knew, knew you guys had a layout boat, and I knew it was a pretty impressive one, but I did not know because, I, like I said, I'm not the guy who want to go play on big water. I'm a guy that likes the calm, flat stuff. Oh. Um, now, we were going to talk. I got distracted here because I have so many questions. I'm trying to get them all in in the quick time we have you away from your booth. But you, what, what do you think you've been most proud of? in your boats i i would say the safety factor of the boat and and the fact that more guides run our boat than any other boat out there and more guides have switched from other boats to go to our boat in order to put them on the cutting edge and put that safety factor in there of for their clientele of taking them out in that big treacherous water that a lot of them do yeah, I mean, I don't, like, honestly, thinking of boats out there, I don't know what brand I would, if I'm doing anything on a Great Lake or Sea Duck Wild, I don't know who, I wouldn't trust anybody. Knowing all the boat manufacturers out there, I, there's even, like, I see a lot of guys run, like, I would call them, like, a skiff with, like, the tower in the middle. Even, I'm not even a fan, like, I'm not a fan of those. Like, I know guys that catfish out of them, actually, and stuff back home where I'm from, and, um, not a, I mean, not a fan of them on those waters. Like, I mean, they're just, but your your boat's like the tall sides. I mean, what are, what are your sides? Well, our side depth from the floor up to the top, they average somewhere in the neighborhood of around 36 inches. So, and then that, that doesn't include the depth below the floor level, which is an additional, some cases, four to six inches. So you got some really tall sides. And, and the other thing that I like about our boats is we like to put the motor wells in there because 95% of boat fatalities are a trailing wave that comes over the back and takes the boat down. So with the motor well in there, it, it deflects 
the water so nicely. And, and that's that safety factor that really does help with our sail of our boats. Yeah, so now, cust like, customize. You're, you're pretty much open to customize. We're pretty much like Burger King, have yeah. it your way. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I want to get at. Like, the one you got here right now, I think it's got, what, four seats in it? Yeah. And, I mean, it's got a blind on it, everything. Mm -hmm. But you can order that in how many different sizes? Ah, uh, well, that... That is actually going to. I'm, I, I made a decision here at the show to that, try to be standard. Yeah, we're going. We're going to make that a, a, its own series now. We're going to call it the Waldo line, and, and and also the 16 that we were calling a mini. It's not really a mini. I, we're going to bring that into the Waldo line. So now what we're going to have to offer is we already have the 16. Now we have the 18, and I'm sure we're going to have the 20 and probably 22 of the Waldo series. So I already had guys asking me about going up already from the 18 to the 20. So I can see it in the books. It's going to happen here. So at any rate, the Waldo, let me, let me explain what the Waldo is and where that name come from. Uh, we have a very, very good friend up in Maine. He is a guide up there, and he lives in Waldo, Maine. And he, had a, he has the 16. And he said to me to one day, because he wanted to see duck hunt out of it, and he wanted to get in the shallows and get to the black ducks. He said to me, say, boss, he said, if you make me a boat that could be taller than the 16, longer and wider than the 16, I know I can go out and see duck because I already take the 16 out in three-foot ways. And I'm like, oh, boy. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me, let me develop something. So I went back to a naval engineer, and I talked to him, and I said, let's – Let's develop this boat for him that makes it a lot safer than what he's dealing with now. Yeah. And, and, and we came up with the 18. And, and so the reason why it's called the Waldo 18 is because it was pretty much Mark Ray's idea to, to create this boat. And like I said, he already has a 16, so I'm just going to create a whole entire line called the Waldo series, just like we did the Hacky. Yeah. The Hacky was named after Kyan Krauss. He was a a great great individual he was my accountant for years he was a dear friend of mine god rest his soul but he always wanted me to make a lund alaskan like and yeah. and what we did is and, and he did not get to see it unfortunately but what we did is we made a 20 foot like a lund alaskan except on steroids so we brought the sides up we all welded it there's zero pop rivets in it oh and it's also a heavy gauged aluminum it has a quarter inch bottom and sides not, not so, a not a pop so you're, can. So you're running side. everything over, and it's just it's yeah. just taking it. Because well, speaking of that, I and like I was telling Chris about this earlier. I don't know who's the video. It got sent among all my friends, and everyone's probably out there seen it. Is the video of it was, I think it was posted on maybe your Instagram, maybe or maybe Pitt posted it of the boat rocking it up on the ice and breaking it. No, that actually mm -hmm. was up in northern Ohio. That was Ken Lewis's. Um, <laughs> yeah, he. he uh, he sent me the video, the one, and it has it has went viral everywhere. I mean that video. I mean, and that and that's your boat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like I'm like me being on the media side, like when like like that's got to make you feel insane when all these people are like, look what this thing. That thing's a tank. Yeah. It's a basically a ta like, and I mean like they were going like super easy, but like they could have went a whole lot harder at it, and it would have took everything. The motor would have been the first thing to break. Yeah. Yeah. On the ice, like. But the fact you they were like like sliding a boat up on ice, letting it break through, sliding it up on ice again. I mean, like, I've had small like, 
I mean, I can't imagine. Like, I mean, ice doesn't bother me. But granted, I would not hit ice like that either. So that's a little different. That was thick ice. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that was just impressive. It, it was funny because so many of the comments was just send it. <laughs> yeah, I know that was the thing. Everybody's like, just send it at this point. Like, well, they those guys that are making comments already know what the boats can do. Yeah, so they have them, and, and I think and then that's a testimony, man. Like, it's. You're going to break the engine off one of your boats before you break anything else. And, I mean, that's not your problem. Well, our they need to make an all-aluminum engine somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, our slogan always was, we break rocks, docks, and ice. <laughs> so. I, yes, I would 100% believe that. <laughs> Matt's agreeing right now. Yeah, Matt is agreeing. <laughs> I mean, Matt probably doesn't have a sea arc. No. on Chris a little bit. No, no. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, I have an Excel, so but I also don't hunt anything you guys hunt. <laughs> I'd be just as fine staying at home in the field. <laughs> um, but no, like so, so, something else before we get out of here and let you get back to your booth. Uh, I know you've done a few like, few like random custom, not your normal stuff, just random custom art, like something just random and custom. Tell me about one of those that you're probably like proud of, just like something that was like random that was done that like. Was meant as like a friend or like you all to use or just something dumb, more or less dumb that you did that you would never make and sell. <laughs> well, okay, so yeah, I guess I have. <laughs> it's funny. So what I did is I I got crazy here a few years ago whenever the COVID had hit and we weren't really doing much of anything because you know we. We were deemed that we could be out there working, but yet it just wasn't working very well for us because none of our vendors were out there. Yeah. You know. So I decided to make pontoons <laughs> and put a houseboat and make a houseboat. <laughs> but the problem is I got a little crazy one day. The houseboat was supposed to be 8 foot wide by 24 feet long. It now is 10 foot wide <laughs> by 44 feet long. <laughs> Okay, I'd heard about the pontoon. I did not know a houseboat was involved. <laughs> yeah. I knew there was a pontoon that got out of control. But so you, that's that might be bigger than my first house I lived in. That's what a lot of people say. Like I feel like that's my trailer that I bought on our piece of property. That you, I'm trying to do the square footage in my head right now. Like that's 44 square foot. Like 400. Like the my, I don't think my house was like. My house might have been 495. You might have almost had my house. I might have been a little wider. You should have went. You should have went 15. Yeah, I should have. Should have went 15. It's still not going down the road legally. <laughs> no, but I mean that's not the problem. You just got to get to the water once. Apparently, that's I right. Mean, it's a houseboat. That's right. That's right. A summer house. And it's a little tall too. I <laughs> I tried to make it only like seven feet tall, and now it's a, on the pontoons. It's almost 13 feet six inches in height. So. Some bridges are questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one for you. Cause now, where, where's your company located out of? Uh, New Philadelphia, Ohio. Okay, New Philadelphia, Ohio. So we use the company I work for, which I won't say the name of them, but, like, we use a uh, company that hauls buildings out of Maryland. And I think there's one up near you guys. And within a span of, like, two months, we had, like, we, we map out our routes for our trucks right. to haul our buildings. I think in the span of two months, we had truck drivers hit five different bridges. <laughs> and I mean, they were they were plowing bridges. Like one, like there's a major lawsuit involved, and like I can't can't bring it up because it's one of those that I was like, oh my god, I can't believe. Like 
they sent me pictures of the building. Like, it was all on an email chain. Like, it was like a six-piece building, and apparently the sixth guy didn't think about – didn't go over the overpass. He tried to go under it. He melted a bridge and, like <laughs> – which that was the only one we're on the hook for. All the other ones, like the people who bought the buildings, it was their responsibility to have them hauled, and their truck drivers were coming from Texas and stuff, and they were just plowing bridges all through Ohio. So there's some bridges in Ohio we've already hit. We're trying to take care of it for you. Most of them going towards Baltimore area, so we've hit some going that way. So that's yeah. what, we've already taken out bridges for you. Well, the only thing I might be concerned the most about is the air condition on the top. It sticks up a little <laughs> higher yet. So whenever it gets to where it's going, just might be a, a gaping hole. <laughs> Making be kind of like when you haul a camper somewhere or something. The air conditioner always gets ripped <laughs> off. It's the first antenna and air conditioner. Yeah. Did you put down the antenna, honey? <laughs> yeah. Well, what's dragging behind us? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that That's a classic one. Um, no, uh, I, I love your boats. I mean, like, like not like. If I lived on Big Water, that's what I'd want. I've told a couple buddies about your boats, looking for, like, big, big guide water boats, and I'm like, man, I think they're just a little much where we're at. And I was like, might be, but it's if you want if you want something for here. Yeah, the thing of it is, is uh, these guides, they're, uh, they're, you know, they're popular guides that run our boats, but our boats help bring in the clientele, too, because people see them on Facebook. They see them on Instagram. And they see the stuff that they go through, and they realize that that's a safe boat. I want to get on that boat. That That's honest truth. Yeah. Right? That is a big deal. I mean, I would want to be 100% like, what are we laughing at? Is Connor trying to sell a boat? Con- Connor's trying to sell a boat. It's looking pretty good, though, for him. <laughs> Hopefully he'll get one sold. Hey, well, let's hope. <laughs> he, he has struggled on calls today. We argued over earlier <laughs> on who sold one. But, uh. No, he's a great kid. He really is, yeah. It's, it's I neat. give him a lot of grief, but it's just because I can. <laughs> oh, I mean, everyone. I mean, that's just his That's just his job is to take grief. Yeah. He's the young guy here. Yeah. The emotional um, punching bag. Yeah. <laughs> man, um, it was awesome talking to you. Yeah, you uh, as well, man. That is yeah. Great show we're having here, and glad you could be here. And yeah, yeah, I'm glad we got to come up, luckily, for one day. But it be a long drive home, but it was worth it. Gotta Where do you live? It. Uh, down southern part, well, not right southern part of West Virginia, down near um, the Point Pleasant area oh, of West okay. Virginia. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. About a six-hour drive home we That's, have tonight. Yeah, I got about five, five and a half for myself. So, yeah. but unfortunately, I'm here till the duration. My son got called out on storm duty. He's a lineman. So uh, yeah, so he's up in Cuba, New York, putting power back on instead of relieving me today where I was going to go home. Well. <laughs> He's doing a lot of work, so that's yeah, yeah. I, I'll give him this much. That's a hard, hard job, man. I mean, I've got buddies that do it, and um, man, it, it takes doing. It takes a lot of work to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, I'm real proud of him. Yeah, it's um, man, it, I mean, it's just a rough one. Yep. All yeah. right. Well, well man, Steve, yeah. it was nice talking to you. Thank yeah, you, you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, chit chat later. Sounds good. Appreciate it. No problem. Mm. Well, that was an awesome episode from Duckwater Boats. Now, next up, next week, or later this week, depending on when you catch this episode, is the next episode, which was me and Chris just in the booth talking while everything was going on. It was kind of a lull moment. 
for a little while really kind of picked up there towards the end. We just kind of sat around and bullshitted for a little while. So make sure you check that one out, and we'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.